Welcome back. What is up? We are finally pulling one out of the chambers that's been locked away since last August. I have finally gotten uh, to the last interview episode that I have recorded that I never got out in the last four months. And now it's here for you, January 2021. Let's do this with Gio Pertucci from Geographic. I'm so thrilled to finally get this episode out. Thank you to Gio for being so patient with me um, while I moved and everything being in storage and then like 50% of me just being lazy, keeping it real. This is our episode with Gio Pertucci. Let's do this. Let's get it. Please listen carefully. Well, welcome to the Lemon Soul Podcast. I'm so stoked you're here. Hi. <laughs> Guys, we have Gio here today, and I, I have to start off with this because I thought it was the sweetest gesture the other day. So Gio, Gio and I have actually, I was going to say we have never met, but we have officially met once. I was in the winner's parking lot, like on a mission, and I hear the car honking, and I'm like, what is going on? I turn around, and Gio like whips into like a parking spot and comes out and said, you came out and like reached out and like came and said hello to me, and I thought that was just like the sweetest thing because I feel like most people would have just been like, oh, yeah. I saw you today. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I recognized the side of your head and I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to make a fool of myself if it's not her, but uh, <laughs> thankfully it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, my hair, the side of my bright fucking gray blonde, whatever it is now, it hasn't been done in a while. And I was like, you recognize my hair. I'm like, well, that's so nice. <laughs> well, we, if we interact enough online, to me, that's already an entryway into like knowing each other so yeah. why you know what I mean like I don't know I people get so weird with the internet I feel they're like they're more comfortable talking online but then in real life people get weird and awkward and that's just not how I operate so no and I, I thought that was like so genuine and so kind because it's true I've seen people that I know through the internet that I've had conversations with like over Instagram a plenty full of times yeah. and in person they're like oh Oh hey, I was like, uh, I like I know you, like I know you. <laughs> yeah, like I literally follow you. I see your stories. I like not that it's like the real person, person. But no, you know enough like, to be able to say hello. Yeah, I saw what you ate for breakfast today. I know you. <laughs> it's so true. The internet's so fucking weird. We're still adjusting. Everyone's so adjusting. Weird. It's so weird. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to start off by talking about geographic and where it started. Did you, have you always been like the creative kid? Like where did, how did that, that like start from the very beginning? Okay. So yeah, I was, you know, that stereotype of as soon as I could pick up a pencil, I was, you know, drawing and, but it, like legitimately I was that kid. Um, always, I was lucky that my parents, they nurtured my creativity. Like I was that typical little kid that was like, I don't like sports. I don't, you know, like, I, 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 I had no interest in like typical boy shit. And so, um, yeah, I was always drawing. And then when I was figuring out what I wanted to do post like high school, mm. um, my mom actually came to me and she was like, Hey, there's this school in Toronto for graphic design at OCAD, the Ontario college of art and design. I think you should consider it, you know? And she's like, as much as I don't want you to leave, I would, I think this is like the best thing for you. And then I looked into it and, and I went and it was, I honestly, I'm lucky. I, I went into the right field. I'm not one of those people who did a degree and never did anything with it. Like I, yeah. I, I'm doing what I've been doing from day one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hard because I feel like, especially in the arts field, a yeah. lot of the times, whether people get discouraged or uh, can't support themselves financially doing it, it is sometimes can be really challenging to pursue the career after the schooling. 
Yeah, because people it, people drop off because it, it doesn't pick up right away. Mm-hmm. It's like anything that is worthwhile that is you need to create that foundation, you need to create the base. It takes work. And I once again, like obviously I put in the work and the energy to make it happen, but the one thing that was that pushed me more was I had support from my family. Like that was one thing that I I wouldn't it wouldn't have happened had I not uh had that from them. It is so huge. I and mean, I think about that often because it's so easy to like sit here and say that about like someone else who like didn't, you know, pursue whatever goal they had, but I again in the same position come from a place where like my parents support what I do and want to see, want me to try and want me to fail at things. And like, I have such a support system in the same respect that it, it does it there's, and I don't think that is, it's not like, it's not something that comes off the top of your head when you're like, you know, why are you successful? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, well, if you have money, then it's easier. If you know, you went to a good school, it's easier. I'm like, but if you just have good people around you, that can be so helpful. Cause especially when you're dealing with the shit, but you have the support system to like kind of hold you up then it make think, makes the challenges 10 times easier. Yeah. And I'm very cognizant of the fact that I, I grew up with a bit of privilege as far as when like my schooling and, you know, my, the, like I said, the support from my parents, they mm-hmm. helped me nurture this career. Yeah. I would never have been able to do it had that not been in my life. No. How long were you in Toronto before you came back here to Windsor? I was there for just, I think, like nine years. Uh, just, about <laughs> just just nine years. You're like, I was yeah. just there for, I thought you were going to say like just six months. Just nine years. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I was there for like most of my 20s. Okay. So you went to school, obviously graduated. Did you start geographic right after graduating? No. So I worked for, I was, I, I wanted to work for an agency just because I, that to, it was like the thing that we were programmed, uh, no pun intended, to see as a viable career option at mm-hmm. post school. Yeah. So I worked for an agency, uh, Influence Marketing in Toronto for about three and a half, four years. And so that's where I kind of was thrown to the wolves and uh, I hit the ground running with as far, like I, I went into it with no experience. Yeah. Like I, I, I did a couple side gigs here and there during school, mm-hmm. but that's where I learned <laughs> the hard yards of like corporate uh, culture. <laughs> Let's just say that in creative was it challenging because it was corporate and there had like, do they, this is what I have a hard time when I, you know, was doing commercial stuff is the, not, I guess the judgment is the wrong word, but the like expectation and the deadlines and that mm-hmm. shit is so stressful, especially for like in art where it's like, it's part of your mind. It sometimes is hard to like hit those deadlines if you're not, you know, inspired or motivated, you know, like all those things come into play. It's not just punching numbers and you're going to get the sum of, you know, whatever you're putting together. Oh, absolutely. There, it was a lot. It was a lot. It, it's that, um, what's the word, uh, when you're like put through the grinder, but what's, oh, there's a word for it, a term, um, like boot camp. It yeah. Was, it was, it was a creative boot camp, but not, like truly creative, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause there's so many cooks in the kitchen. It's being reviewed by so many people. So by the end, the, the final product was never like what an original. I intended it to be. Yeah. As you say, it gets like watered down, like every level. I remember when I was like doing wedding videos and they'd be like, can you remove this? And you put this in. I was like, Oh God. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it does, it just, it becomes less and less of yours, which yeah. is where I feel like now that you're doing it, like that's you, what geographic is you like, can you really yeah. see the difference and feel the difference in between those two pieces of work? Absolutely. I think that the difference, I always knew that I wanted to in some way uh, remove the middleman, 
because mm-hmm. uh, I, I never was I was never client facing and so for me I, I I was like hey I needed the experience under my belt but once I got to a point where I was much more comfortable with what I was bringing to the table mm-hmm. it I don't know it just the that connection with the client that I was able to actually nurture which wasn't necessarily existent beforehand because I yeah. wasn't ever interacting with them mm-hmm. was something that took my work to the next level because then those relationships you're getting to know the client you get to understand them as people and helps me to produce work that's actually much more um like on the nose and Mm -hmm. what they what they need can you walk me through kind of like what would the process be like as a client of yours like you're saying you get to know them like Mm -hmm. do you are you meeting up in person and kind of getting a feel for their personality is are most are most engagements like that yeah, I mean, right now with, you know, Miss Coco, Coco Bid, but it's <laughs> not necessarily the way that I can do it uh, that I'd like to. But yeah, yeah, meeting in person is always, on the phone is one thing, and that's a, a great first step, mm-hmm. especially if they're like an international client. I, I'm not meeting them in person, no. so I, you know, over the phone is fine. But if they're here in Windsor, like, I definitely want to meet you because it just helps me pr- produce better work. Yeah, that's awesome. I like it's like a actual personal experience instead of just like here's you know cookie here here's your let me just push out this uh, more logo for you and see you later. Like it's nice to actually have that relationship with your clients. I always say like I, I'm I'm not your employee. I'm your partner. Like I'm partnering with these people in order to create like create a brand or create a, whatever it is that they need like website whatever. Yeah, break down like yeah. I guess we haven't even discussed like what is geographic. What do you do? So uh, Geographic is a little creative studio run by me. I'm the only employee. It's just me right now. <laughs> I'm a one-man dog and pony show. Um, and yeah, so it's a creative studio. I focus in branding and design, graphic design. Mm-hmm. So I do web. Um, it really, it, it depends. Like I do, there's so many different things that I've done over the years that yeah. I'm not just a graphic designer. I, I don't know. It's It's been I feel very lucky to mm-hmm. have been able to work in so many different industries. Like I worked in fashion, I worked in pharma, I worked in agriculture, I worked in like, you know, automotive, like it's really been a broad, uh, a wide range of, uh, industries. Yeah. What would you say it has been like your biggest challenge? Trusting myself and not doubting Ooh. the fact that I, I'm not, like I can do it. Like I, I'm able, I'm achieving things and to actually sit and acknowledge what I've been able to do and see mm-hmm. that as, okay, you don't have to, you're 32 years old. Like you've gone to a point where you don't need to doubt yourself anymore. Yeah. You know, you have to trust the fact that your, your work is propelling you forward and, and just who you are as a person Yeah. in the way that you operate your business. Is that something you work on like a like at it like on a daily basis because it's interesting and I love because like I look at your work and I'm I'm just like oh my god it's so amazing like it's so good and you, and if you don't have these conversations you know I would never think that you self you know you doubt your work but it, that's just a beautiful thing about you know being able to do, do the podcast and have these conversations is you get to hear like the realness behind you know the brand or behind the the object or whatever is being sold. And like you're saying, you're now, you know, at an age where you're like, I, you know, I don't need to do that anymore. Is that like an end all be all or is that like an ongoing thing? There's still things that creep up where I, you know, like something will come up where a client will need something that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't, I don't even get nervous anymore because I'm, I think to myself, you've literally been able to prop because design at the end of the day is solving problems. You're yeah. solving your, there's a, it's a solution. And so you've been able to solve this so many problems over the last decade. 
you're you're just going to learn from this. It's yeah. not it's not a there's no de- there's not a detriment to this. You know, you're going to learn and then be able to grow and move forward. So I look at it as an opportunity when I don't know something versus. Yeah. Oh my God, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> but were you like that when you were younger? I feel like I'm like that now. Or I'm getting better, oh, but like. I don't know. I had to have a sit down with myself. Part of the reason I left Toronto in the first place was, um, A, it was just so expensive. I just, and I wasn't really happy there. I mm-hmm. felt that I, I learned a lot and it's gotten, it's helped me become the person I am today. Yeah. But I, I just wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I didn't feel connected to myself and I knew that in order to achieve the things that I wanted to achieve, mm-hmm. you know, with my career and just personally to kind of evolve as a, per- as a human and mm-hmm. be more self-aware to be more, you know, uh, just, just all around like just better person. Yeah. I knew that I wasn't going to do that there. And so, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a big part of it. Yeah. That's a huge part of it. Did you start geographic in Toronto and then bring it home? Oh, you didn't start till no, you came I- back? Mm-hmm. I started, so I, I left and when I came back, I, I was a little bit not sure what I wanted to do. I knew that I, wa- I always knew I wanted to work for myself. That was something that was kind of like subconsciously milling in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I started it officially in 2016, but it was not geographic at the time. Like I was just doing freelance and it was like not enough to, you know, where I was like, okay, I have to register a business now. I have to actually start being serious because it was like, you know, a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there, you know, these small gigs. And then 20, end of 2016, early 2017 was when I said to myself, okay, I, I want to start this business, but I needed a name. And I was like, I need it to be good. I need it to be something that it's not just like, you know, I originally started with Geo Petrucci designs, yep. which like, oh, classic, it, you know, <laughs> And I said to myself, it took me months I, I, to think of that. I, I would write, I had a book of so many notes of just different ideas of names and the co- concepts of what it could be. And, and then one day I absentmindedly on a post-it, a pink post-it, which I still have, I wrote geographic and I was like, oh, oh shit, that, that's it. That's it. Like it was just this, that moment where, you know, people say like that aha moment. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And then the, it started out as a clothing store. I was doing uh, apparel because that's, you know, my whole life people were like, oh my God, like that's, that would look great on a t-shirt. <laughs> and nobody cares about clothing and there's no, oh, you don't make money on clothing unless you're a massive corporation. And yeah. So, uh, I, I, I quickly moved along and was like, okay, I'm going to start like actually doing what I did in school and doing design and graphics. And I want to ask you, cause you're, going to be literally the perfect person to ask this to, <laughs> um, rebranding. And I want to talk about like, has, how has your brand changed over the years? If it has, I feel like every time I talk to someone in kind of like an arts community, you know, or someone who has a brand or, you know, all these things with social media now, nowadays, it's like, like you said earlier, like you want to find the perfect one and you like the, the one that really, and again, you do, you want to find the one that feels, um, like, like having that aha moment, which lemon soul was for me, but mm it was originally called part of the process and it was that for like four months. And then I rebranded like, yeah, three or four months later. And I was like, ah, it's something different now. What is like, like how, what's your perspective on rebranding? And, and is it like, are there guidelines? I feel like people ask me that all the time. They're like, I can't pick a name for the podcast. And my, you know, you know, lack of experience advice is like, just name it, just fucking start, just do something. You can rebrand later. I'm, you know, a testament to that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's, you can always build on something that already exists. If you're just, 
constantly like, no, this isn't it. This isn't it forever and ever and ever. You're never actually going to start. And therefore the process is never going to start. And so you're almost, not that there's a rush because I don't want to make it sound like, oh, you have to, you have to hurry up and go, but it's you, even if it's something that you can kind of put together and then later work on, work on to evolve it, then Mm -hmm. it's something versus just, it's, it's just notes on a piece of paper. Yeah. You know, and it's forever just in your head and not actually like out in the world. Yeah. And I think that's something that, especially like in the arts community, it's, it's hard to just like get started. You know what? I shouldn't even say that. That's hard in a, like a lot of fields, right? Like just, just getting started and just like putting the foot, you know, your foot down and being like, okay, I'm just going to do something. I'm just going to do something today. Do you get that way even with like your own projects? Like you're even like in your design work, like, is it, do you find it hard to start? Do you have like a, a system down that you're like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Or do you still hit those times? Actually, well, I listened to your podcast, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll talk about too. Um, short yeah. plug. Um, but do you know? Do you still hit those walls? Do you still hit those like funks where like you you know aren't in you know motivated if if that's like the appropriate word? Uh, there are definitely times where I'm not motivated, but as far as getting started, I think um, when money is on the line and people are paying you, you just you just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that's the thing. Like I will just I just start a project. And for me, honestly, like I said, those are, it's I've I've gotten I have a system now. It's it's I've done it so much that I it's like an automatic thing. I yeah. don't even think about it as as like a like a hurdle or something right. I have to I have to do this thing it's like okay I can just you know a new thing a new project that, and to me it keeps things interesting that's one thing that's always been really good about what I do is that every project is different yeah every client is different every industry that their client is in is different so I'm never really bored which for me is the best it's the best <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly I I I, I yeah. It's yeah. Wonderful. Well, it's nice to like you have a protocol, but then you fit in, you know, whatever the client is and you know, adapt that like as you go based on who they are, what they're looking for and stuff. Um, how would you and now it's hard because obviously you're working with so many different clients and their, you know, fields are different. But do you, how would you describe your style? It's very bright. Um it's very bright it's very colorful not always because some clients you know they, they don't want the neon yellows that i i like always tend to go for <laughs> in my own personal work but yeah it's i i definitely have carved out a style and not even it wasn't like thought out it was yeah. just over time it kind of evolved that way mm-hmm. as something that just made sense for me and it's it's nice when i have people say oh that i i could tell right away it was your work i could tell that it was a geo yeah project that's like the biggest compliment ever right like i i can just in my own experience i'm like it is it just makes you feel like oh i can't like it just feels good like that's my piece of art that's it's a piece of you at the end of the day like no matter what your like medium is like that's a piece of you it's your baby Mm -hmm. that's what i hear all the artists say it's your baby it is but the way i approach it so that i don't get too invested in it because then it's then it plays tricks on the emotions and and the ego a little bit so i find that i've removed myself because like if a client comes back and they like really don't enjoy it and they say, okay, we need to revamp this mm-hmm. years ago. I'd be like, like, this is so annoying. I don't like the fact that they said this like they, and then I, and then it plays the, the, the loop of you're not good enough. Yeah. Your work is shit. Like, you know, what are you doing? And, and I, I don't do that anymore because it's, I'm trying to create a product and a final piece that is going to make them happy and that mm-hmm. is for them it's not I'm I'm the conduit right <laughs> in so many ways right <laughs> do you find it I guess well like you're saying like you did before find it so challenging 
but now I've gone to a place where you can like almost like, it's like a boundary. <laughs> it's like you just put that wall up and you're just like not going to go there. It's business. It's, it's, mm. it's business. It's not personal. Yeah. My dad says that a lot. He's like, it's business here. I'm like, but, but my emotions, yeah. they're hurt. <laughs> you know what? I'm a very emotional person. I take, I've taken a lot of things to heart over the years and yeah. taking things personally and take, I taking on other people's shit that has nothing to do with me and yeah. bringing it into my day to day. And, it never served me, so yeah. I got I've gotten to a point where let's just say goodbye to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's just be done with that. What advice yeah. would you give someone? Because that it is, it's a very hard thing, especially like as a new entrepreneur and someone that is emotional. You know, going into a, the business sector and and again having to again have is a loose term, but having to have that outlook of like it is business. It is sometimes cut and dry. Most times it's cut and dry. Um, what advice would you give someone who is kind of in the stage that you were a couple of years ago where things were really bothering them and, you know, they were getting, you know, more invested? I th- it's not a, it's not a quick fix. I think it's just through experience that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you start to realize what, what you have to invest in it and what you can kind of put aside. Yeah. And usually what I put aside is any of my own, I don't like my emotions towards it because yeah. it's, it's not about that. And that's, uh, that's been kind of good for me to separate is, is it's not nothing that is said. Okay. What's that? What's that saying? It's like, um, Oh, what others say about you is more about them and less about you. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like not, it's not about what, what it's not like, what's happening. Why is this happening to me? It's what is this teaching me? Yes. And so any like struggle, like I've had clients, I've, I had to, I've never done this only one time in my life and I had to fire a client <sighs> and, and which, which to me was weird because yeah. I'm like, I have to let them go, but it was just a really bad relationship. And I, I just, I was like, you know what, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. And it's those moments where I almost, I felt very empowered because I'm like, I, I, I give so much of myself in my work. I, mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent in, I don't, I don't take this lightly. Like I take it very seriously because these are like, as a business owner, mm-hmm. I see how important running a business is. And so yeah. I'm facilitating people to operate their business and their operations. I have to take it seriously and, and do my best. And so I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a learning curve. That's for sure. But I, I don't know, I wouldn't have changed the thing. No. And this thing that's, I think is so important. Like you said, like it's not an overnight change. And I think yeah. that's where a lot of people get frustrated. It's like, they just want it to be like, have the quick fix. And, you know, you might say like, okay, I'm going to set that boundary and I'm just going to do it and I'm not going to take it to heart. And then, you know, two weeks later, you know, you've done it for two weeks. And then on that two and a half weeks, you know, something breaks you and then you're like all up in arms. I'm like, all of this is non-linear, right? Like you're going to be okay for a little while and you're going to deal with it great. And then, you know, something's going to break you. But like, that's human. Like that's part of the process of like, oh my God, every time I say that, I think of the original podcast. Um, I just, I can just see the old shitty logo as I'm talking to a graphic designer. Um, oh my gosh. Funny question. This is just coming off the top of my head. Um, how do you feel about Canva and people that use Canva? Like, I feel like every time I use it, I'm like, I can hear like the graphic designers, like stop using this stuff. Let's just say, um, I know when a post was made on Canva, I can tell. And <laughs> some of my clients, like I, uh, th- because th- th- let's say they don't necessarily have budget to mm-hmm. keep me on, like, you know, monthly. Yeah. Help them with their social media, and I'll create the assets for them, and then hand it over, and then they're creating it. Yeah. It look everyone you 
as, as long as the message is getting across, yep. yes, it might not be to like my standard, but yeah. if, if it works for people and people need it because you know, they are on a budget. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But as a, like aesthetically and w- with my yeah. own A type neuroses of <laughs> creative, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> the 50 bucks and I would have helped you <laughs> yeah it's so true and I feel like I look you know it's, it's like the same for any field is like you you're educated you do this every single day so when you when something is using a different you can just see it it just comes naturally whether you want to call it a critique or not like mm-hmm. it's the way you look at life it's not even about being educated it's just the experience like I've, yeah and I, listen I haven't been doing this for 40 years I'm not like some well-known designer hopefully well. it gets to that point that's no, well, like, like I'm not like a sagmeister, you know what I mean? Where people, it's synonymous with creative and design. Where and but you, you the, in the ten years I've been working, you know, you do pick yeah. up a couple things. Yeah, <laughs> just like just like one or two things, just one yeah, or like two things. So. <laughs> so I want to talk about a little bit more about you and like uh-huh. who you are as a person and how you again, whether it's business related or not, you know, have dealt with failure in your life because you know as you know being a lemon soul is all about you know the shit that we go through and you know it being sweet on the other side what are some of the hardships that you've gone through that you're again willing or talk to talk about on the podcast anyways um again that you can kind of see both sides like something that was sour at first that you know i think whenever i explain lemon soul to someone i always say like you know those people that say like they went through shit but like it made them who they are like that's what lemon soul basically is wrapped around. Do you have any of like those moments? When I was younger, I was, like I said earlier, I would always take things personally and, and look at it as, oh my God, like, you know, I'm, I, I'm bad. I'm, I'm wrong. I'm this and that and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not good enough. And I think what the experiences that I've, I've gone through in my life, and I can only see for myself as, you know, geo the the shitty or the the sour mm-hmm. you know to bring it back to lemon soul mm-hmm. the Thanks. sour aspects of life mm-hmm. when i realized and when i went through a period where i really like delved into um yoga and meditation like about four years ago and that was when i and not to sound like you woo woo or whatever <laughs> but it, it was i was just searching for uh some bit of calm within myself because mm-hmm. I, the, the storm within my mind and my heart and my soul was so ever present yeah that i i needed to do something and during that period of really like taking a step back and you know leaving toronto being in a in, moving to amersburg which was quiet and i could actually reflect and be around people that truly loved me like when i was in toronto i, I had my core you know my chosen family who i love dearly to this day but it's a lonely city and you know you can get caught up in a lot of things a lot of uh you know like there's like substance abuse and things over the years that were you know not like terribly you know detrimental but they were a part of my life that mm-hmm. i was i was just searching for things in the wrong places and when i realized that every this is so cheesy but everybody says this and it, it's the truth but everything that you need is already within you you have it you just have to i think the shitty experiences help you to unlock those things and realize oh i can rely on myself yeah i can be there i can be that guiding light to myself i can be my own sherpa whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it through the himalayas of sh- life shit <laughs> and you know come out the other side better better yeah and i think it goes that goes right back to what you were saying earlier about like um oh my god i just lost my train of thought what's the quote we were just talking about the quote 
it's not what happens to you. Yeah. Like, like asking yourself instead of when something like, it's just like when you were saying earlier about when something happens to you, it's not about like saying like, why me? Why me? It's like, what is this teaching me? And like, I kind of think that connects to like, like you just said, like that unlocking. And if you allow yourself to again, and I feel like a lot of times it's hard, even for me as someone like I, I know logically, like I need to go there, but you're for me anyways. And again, I only speak from my experience when you go through that, the first thing that comes up is like to battle whatever you're going through, but I have to make like the conscious effort again, to ask myself, what is this teaching me? And I think Mm -hmm. that's where like, it really comes down to it is like literally like I have like a fucking checklist of like things to do when I'm sad or dealing with something. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is like, okay, figure out like, what is this really teaching me? And it's, that's like self-reflection 101. Yeah, it's self-awareness too, because a lot of times we identify with our emotions and our feelings, Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily factual because your emotions are, uh, you know, mixed bag of so many different things. Everything from just, have you slept enough? Yep. Like, are you feeling shitty today and like emotional over little things that normally wouldn't rock your boat, Mm -hmm. but because you haven't eaten or you haven't slept or you haven't gotten any sort of nurturing that is necessary to you? like seeing your friends and being around people that love you and reflect the, all the positive things about you back to you. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. It's everyone has their own way of doing things. There's no, there's no handbook yeah. to how to be a better person. Like I find that now, especially with the whole like trendiness of self care, it's very like, it's very hashtag self care. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's, I'm not about that. It's, it's no. everyone has their own version of it. And I think it's important for people to actually look inwards and think, okay, what, what, who am I as a person and what's going to benefit me and make me feel better? Yeah. It's, it's, it's changes from one person to the next. Yeah, for sure. It's completely individual. And I, there's something that I read, like you literally just said that I was like, I've been saying this to myself for the past like two Mm -hmm. weeks is like feelings aren't facts. And I'm like, have that on fucking repeat in my head. And again, it doesn't just like make, you know, the feelings go away, but it's like just reiterating that in my head. And I think that that's something that I, you know, fucking some meme or Pinterest quote or whatever. I saw that. I was like, Oh yeah, this, that one's, that one's going to hit me. And then like, yeah. I just have, that's been like on repeat for so long, well, not for so long, the <laughs> last couple of weeks, but it, it it's helpful to have those like little tidbits of like, it's almost like you're again, like when you're going through that, like uh, emotional reaction, switching it back to that lot, like the logical brain allows you to like move through it like a little bit, a little bit faster, not always, but with good effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you're saying, it's different for everyone. And I think, you know, self-care and the self-love, as it's trending is because people are making money off of it. And it's, you know, becoming a business for so many brands and so many companies that they're feeding off of it when, like you're fucking saying, it starts here. And again, I'm pointing to myself, no one can see me. Um, but it is, it starts from within, but it takes time, I think, to really learn that and under, and not even just learn it, but like understand it and feel that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is your like meditation and yoga practice like? Is that something like that you've <laughs> off and on like me maybe because yeah. <laughs> it bounces around? <laughs> that, yeah, it's it's really been on hiatus for a little while. Um, I think I've gotten better to better at maintain, uh, better at catching myself. Yeah, um, and I and so it's almost like when you're the most frustrated is and you're like you almost like can't do like you can't meditate and you're like I can't focus is when you need it the most. Yeah, a hundred percent. But no, I honestly, like right now it's, I, I, I talk to myself a lot. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> I, like, 
I will literally like out out loud be like, Gio, you are fine. You're, you know, everything's good. You're yeah. safe. You like just and just hearing your own voice almost is it's like you're telling yourself because like say you can't just think it in your head. No, for me, for me, yeah, I can't just think, you know, silently to myself. Like if I hear, if I there's something to be said about hearing your own voice speak mm-hmm. the words. It's like powerful. Yeah, like almost makes it real. Yeah, and it's like got the word of affirmations attached. I think that's what makes me think of, which again, I think is a trendy word nowadays, which starts to scare people. But it really is, like you're saying, yeah, you're just talking to yourself. It doesn't have to be this like, I need to do affirmations. Like, no, just like, just talk to yourself. It doesn't have to be so like stringent on like, you have to do this thing. Meditation is the same (laughs) thing, right? Like there's so many different ways to meditate, but everyone gets caught up in like, oh, I don't want to meditate. I'm like, well, it's it doesn't have to be. The visual or like the idea of like that. Like yep. Yes, but like not really. Like but like so not always. <laughs> I'm like sometimes like before I go into the grocery store and have to like be around people, I'm like, I'm just going to close my eyes for like three minutes and mm-hmm. and meditate. <laughs> if that's what you guys want to call it. And like zen out before I have to like go be around people. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, everyone kind of gets caught up in their own stuff, which is fine. Everyone's on their own journey. So like, no, I'm not trying to throw shade to anyone who's. You know, not med- not meditating because everyone's got their own shit. But I have found, especially as of lately because of COVID and stuff, like my routine's just straight gone fucking left. So, but every time I get to the mat, every time for whatever reason, like maybe, <laughs> maybe once a month, maybe, um, I get to the mat and I'm like, oh, I'm stretching and feeling good. I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I do this. This is so, I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. Nope. And then I forget. And then. But sometimes you need to, you just need that little the little bit. You don't need yeah. you don't need to be doing it every day. Some if, there there are people that do it every day and they yeah. pressure them and that's great. Yeah. I'm just not that person. No. <laughs> I, part of me is like I want to be that person, but I'm I'm just not. And if you're not, then that's fine <laughs> because just be your own person. That's yeah. the thing. Like, we have so many like uh, models, and I say models and like templates. Yeah. Of people we see online. Like there's like the yogi Instagram influencer. Then there's like the fitness Instagram influencer. And I'm specifically talking about yeah. Instagram, but yeah. you see all these like tropes of like, this is what life is about. Yeah. And we, it's impossible to model ourselves after these people because we are not like, they're not even doing that. They're not, no. it's all manufactured, you know? And so just do you and listen, listen to your heart. Yeah. It's so fucking true. Do you have, yeah. do you like being someone who's on social media and like you're active on social media and like you're talking, like we see all these different, you know, influencers is the word or, you know, whatever their business or brand is. Do you in the same way, like have a hard time comparing to other graphic designers or is that something that you don't do? Like, what is that kind of world like, or is it more of an inspiration type thing? What is that Honestly, like? I don't like, I'm not trying to sound like, oh yeah, like I'm, I've got everything together. I, <laughs> but I legitimately do not compare myself to people when it comes to my career. Like Good. of course, psychologically, subconsciously, mm-hmm. I will compare myself when it comes to like physique or yeah. like, oh, like those guys are ripped and I'm not and whatever. Yeah. And I'm getting way better at just accepting like what I, what I am. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't really compare myself because I, and I always say this, like I like to stay in my lane. Because I have my goals, I have my vision, I have what I want to achieve, and I know what I need to do to get there. And so to start comparing myself, like, what is the point in comparing myself to somebody who is making six figures a year, has their name everywhere, and is doing the thing when, let's say they're, like, they've been at it longer than I have. Yeah. So, of course, they're more ahead, whatever that looks like, I'm doing bunny ears. Yeah. Than I am. So to compare is, is, is 
you're getting in your own way and your own evolution by comparing yourself because it doesn't help you. You have to compare yourself to yourself. Okay. Where, where was I six months ago? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I have learned so much and look at my progress and to stop and take those moments of, okay, I, I am doing the thing. I am moving forward. I, my name is getting out there. I am working hard and, you know, and then it just, you just, once again, it goes back to trusting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Trust yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like a great point to make is like, it's literally fucking pointless to compare yourself to other people. And sometimes even I get stuck in that loop, but I have unfollowed a lot of really shitty accounts that made me feel that way. But in the, in like, like you're saying, um, comparing yourself to yourself, but it's like people get caught up in like, they see it and they, they're like, oh yeah, I'll do that. But it's like, you have to make that conscious effort to actually put the foot forward and like put that into practice. And sometimes we get caught up in just like you're scrolling on Instagram and you see it and it goes in one ear and out or (laughs) in one eye out the other, in one ear out the other. And Mm -hmm. you just don't think about it. And then people wonder like, well, why I don't know how to be, you know, do self-reflection. I don't know how to be self-aware. I'm like, there are, there are, there are practices involved. (laughs) Yeah. First step, get off your phone. Yep. Get the fuck off your phone and do something. And even if it's small, like do something small. And I think that's again, Everyone wants to go from zero to hundred real fast because again, a lot of comparison online, you just see the best of everyone's shit. And so you compare your 15 to someone else's claimed 100 as I air quotes that. And, you know, you, you know, people don't want to go through the, you know, the interim, but that's like sometimes the best fucking part. But think, and then on the flip side of that, I've had people say to me based on like the work that I'm doing and things that I post with my, like my clients and projects and whatever, Oh my God, you're doing so well. Yeah. You're so successful. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, I, at the time I'm like, I'm, I'm living at my mom's house. Uh, yeah. I left Toronto broke as hell. And <laughs> I'm <laughs> like trying to start this business that is, I'm not making much money, Yeah, and, but I'm like, thanks. Like, that's great. That's the illusion that yeah. I'm creating, but it's not the case. You know? No. And, and so, that, you know, that, that was before, but, and now it's like, you know, it, things are manifesting, but it mm-hmm. takes you gotta be patient. Just yeah. be patient with yourselves. Yeah, it takes time. What is your definition of success? Honestly, I, okay, I'm, I'm so gonna sound like that cheesy ass like Oprah knockoff. I love it. It really is like when connecting to yourself. That has been that has been the most successful thing is to actually take a second to realize what I have in my life, the, the privilege that I've had, the the love that I have in my life from my family and my my close friends, and the fact that you know acknowledging what I've been able to do mm-hmm. th- that is that success because I don't money in the bank is nice, but you, we say it time and time again, mm-hmm. money does not equal happiness. No matter how much money you have, just because you have a, a great paycheck doesn't mean that you're successful. Yeah. You know, the fact that for me through my work, I'm able to help other small businesses get off on the right foot. Mm-hmm. That to me is success, especially okay. coming back to Windsor where when I was in Toronto, I'm like, I'm doing all this work. And I said to myself, I could go back to Windsor and do what I'm doing here, there, and help potentially change the economy in Windsor, have more businesses and diverse business models that are not the typical, you know, blue collar approach to, because Windsor's, that's what it's been for years, right? And now I think with our generation, it's changing, Mm -hmm. which has been really very exciting to be a part of. So that to me has been very much part of how I see my work and my uh, the business as a, as a success. It's, it's not just, it's not about me. Yeah. It's about what I've been able to do for other people. Yeah. That's so cool. It's, it's interesting. Cause you, how long have you been back in Windsor? You said like five, 
years? Two and a half years. Because uh, I did a short stint. So I left in 2016, but I did okay. uh, a year in Edmonton and then I've okay. been back since 2018. So two and a half years I've been back. Have you seen, have you been able to kind of see like Windsor evolve? I mean, I guess two years is a, is a short period, but if from obviously your perspective, you work with a lot of local small businesses, which we have a shit ton of. Yeah. What is like yeah. the changes that you've been able to like be, even be a part of? Yeah. So I, so Shred Shop, number one, um, I worked with them and helped Sawyer brand her business, which has been, I mean, obviously right now with COVID, everything's yeah. closed and phase three, come on, oh phase three. I'm, I'm ready to get sweating again. Jesus. Oh my God. I know. Don't even get me started. I made a post about it the other day on my personal page. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But so Shred Shop, I worked with uh, the Art Lab, which Samantha has and Matt have been amazing. And I've been working with them since day one. Oh. That's not, like, and they're friends of mine. So the fact that I've been able to work with these local companies that are, they're, they're, they're also changing. Like the, yeah. the Art Lab has been able to create so many, like touch so many lives yeah. with art with kids. And that's something that I think is so important. And then Shred Shop with like fitness and there's yeah. such a strong loyal community mm-hmm. of people who go to shred and i don't know it's just been awesome and i literally signed on three new clients that are all local but i can't legally talk about them right now so. <laughs> but we're excited <laughs> yeah. this comes out in like three months which no, like, it'll be then, before that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's been good i'm like i'm actually really getting into the uh like working with a lot of different businesses yeah. which has been very Oh, that's so exciting. I love local. Ever like just it just makes me so happy. I feel like I just want to go and try everyone's local ship and then I'm like, oh wait, don't spend too much money. So I'd have to do it. I I get like ahead of myself. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go this place and this place and this way. I'm gonna look at my visa. I was like, shit. Okay, I gotta pause I gotta pause a little bit. COVID's COVID's been saving me some money locally. But you know, at least it's going back into the community. Um before we wind 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 down, I wanna talk about your podcast and why did you start it? What, you know, tell everyone all about it and plug it and tell people to go listen to it. <laughs> so the, we, it's called Listen To Me and that's with the number two. And I started it with my OG platonic life partner, Renee Melage, who I've known for almost 30 years. She's, she's like, I, this is so cheesy to say, but like, she's the grace to my will. <laughs> and uh, her and I are both queer creatives who have been, you know, she's an author. I'm a designer we've had our we like we're hustling in our own ways you know yeah. we've, we've both felt that we haven't necessarily and i feel like a lot of people have this where we haven't necessarily had that connection with our communities per mm-hmm. se and we're both forging our paths individually and we wanted to we, we both talk a lot and we can both really have we have a good dynamic and yeah. it's been the whole platform is to talk about like the creative path what you know whether it's the struggles or clients or talking about you know we just did literally yesterday we recorded an episode on um on burnout we did one on burnout imposter syndrome it's all these things where and we've started taking on interviews just kind of like what you're doing yeah talking about to different creatives from all different life paths and in with what's happening now in the states and we were able to use our platform and we don't have a huge following yet Mm -hmm. but we're able to bring on all these different creatives to talk about what they're doing in their lives and to shed some light on how you can make a creative path, a viable career opportunity. And it's not just something that you do on the side because a lot of us are hustling and we're all doing these things, but what does it mean to actually, you know, follow your passion and actually go for it? Yeah. And that's, it's been, honestly, I, I, at first I was so nervous because, you know, you're putting yourself out there in a way for people that they can judge and they can criticize, Mm -hmm. but, at the end of the day, we both approach it from a very authentic point of view, and mm-hmm. we we have we have our like 
our checklist of what we want to achieve with it. And yeah. slowly but surely we're, we're making it happen. So if you want to check us out at listen to me podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and you know, anywhere podcasts are streamed. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're there. <laughs> You're there. And honestly, I love listening to your guys' podcast. It is like you, you say, you guys do have such a good dynamic. It's such easy listening, especially as a creative, like they're topics that like, I think about all the time. What was that question that you guys posted on your Instagram the other oh, day? Uh, what's um, your creative awakening? Dude, that like <laughs> fucked me up for like three days. Like no lie. I like, it, it blew my, I never thought about that ever. And I feel like I think about like a lot of times when I listen to your guys' podcast, it has me like reflecting on like my creative experience and all, all the same things. Like, again, this is, it's so much like just in life, the more that I have these conversations with people, whether it's creative work or your personal life, I'm realizing everyone is very, very similar. And we don't know that. (laughs) Like we all feel like everyone's very different and why me? And I'm so alone. I'm like, the more that I connect the dots, the more I'm realizing that, you know, our paths might be, might be different. Uh, The story might be different, but like, we're all dealing with very similar emotions, um, feelings. and, And that's at the very base of it. And it is really fucking cool to like, have those moments where again bring it back to the podcast it gives me something it's not just like listening to you guys talk which is wonderful in of itself but then it allows me to like reflect on my own self and be like whoa again it fucked me up for like three days thinking about like my creative awakening i was like i've never thought about this before yeah well it's like and that's the thing it's it's the way that we connect with other people and i say we as just humanity Mm -hmm is through communication is how is communicating with one with one another and if we're not actively you know engaging and you know feedback is very important and mm-hmm. not feedback on like a critique but yeah. I mean feedback in just life like how how you are what your energy is like what what are you like out into the world and and just navigating i don't know it i just to me connecting with people through conversations has always been uh something that makes me feel like alive as cheesy as it sounds and that's what kind of keeps me going so that's why I like the fact that I'm able to not just with the podcast but even with work like I'm I'm connecting with people it's it's not just I'm a transaction of okay I pay you you do this service for me like I'm legitimately invested yeah and I don't know it's very powerful it is and I think like what you're saying like that love of uh having that connection with people that's probably the reason that you honked your car horn at me and was like, I got to get out and say hello. Like it's who you are. And let's be real. That's kind of like how this happened uh, <laughs> because I, from doing that, you were like, Oh, I need to have you on. Yes. And I was like, yes, yes. Because, you know, and to go not to like, you know, blow smoke up your ass, but <laughs> listening to your podcast, it's very much in line with how I am as a person. It's just, it's real. It's a real yeah. thing. If you're having conversations a, by yourself, yeah. the first one I ever listened to was the one that you posted right at the beginning of COVID. Which one? Very, oh God! It was a very like emotional one where you were like, oh, like my solo oh, one. I think so. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And you were going through shit, and you were just, and you were, and to me, I was like, this person is putting it out there for whoever. Yeah. <laughs> it's nerve wracking, but that that has power because I've had people yeah. reach out to Renee, and I have had people reach out to us mm-hmm. saying, and we're just like you know little anecdotes and stories and whatever yeah. on the, what we talk, but mm-hmm. somebody being like that, just so you know, that episode in particular helped me like that I'm like oh my god that's amazing yeah it's the best feeling and that's how I know like okay keep doing it yeah doing it yeah because if like when you're getting those again it's just like that again it's like that reassurance that like 
if it's helping one person, one because this thing, everyone needs someone else to. How am I going to word this? This is going to. I have this thought all the time, and I've never put it into words. Um, like someone needs this conversation we're having right now. Someone listening needs to hear it from you. They're not, whether the other 30 episodes might not have hit it with them, they need to hear it from you. And someone's going to have that aha fucking moment where you said something specific and you might think it's the most mundane thing that you said, but it hits home to someone. So as much content as I can put out and you can put out to do that for people is like the most beautiful fucking thing in the world. Yeah. And if I can potentially advance my career at the same time, it's like win-win. And that's yes. not to sound like, you know, no. of course, like we all do things with intention. It's yes. not just selfless like there are things that we're doing to nurture our own goals in life and so if it's something that i can do that i don't know it's it's very it's been very interesting and cool and i'm I'm happy to uh, add another uh plume in my cap (laughs) no well and thank you for saying that again about lemon so like that is so sweet those again the solo episodes i find are a lot harder to do and i sometimes listen back months later and go oh my god this is on the internet but whatever fuck it that's my life motto <laughs> you know what this is how i look at things especially with posting and then like you looking back uh post and ghost <laughs> it's like move on <laughs> oh my god dude i am gonna like that's again like what i was saying like feelings aren't facts post and ghost oh my god that's so fucking good and it's so true it's copyright, so copyright, copyright. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i fucking love that so much i'm gonna think about that i literally tried to record a solo episode the other day and i got like super emotional i was like i don't i can't post this this i and i just like completely shut it down i it sometimes can be it's hard and it sometimes yeah. you know people might think that it is easy you're just here you're doing it you're, you're posting it so it must be easy and i'm like dude no it is not and it, you, you get, you know, like with time things, you get used to it, but I don't think there's ever a time where I post anything that I'm not like, okay, let me read through this caption again. Okay. Everything's good. Okay. This, is this too much? Is this not too much? Okay. We should be good. But now I'm just going to be like, go post and ghost, post and ghost. No, but even like, I like literally today, a friend of mine posted, uh, he did like a photo series and it was the, the caption was all about how compassion towards yourself is the first step in changing the world because you know this idea of like i want to change the world yeah it's too big we're like unless we all come together which i feel like we never will because yeah. humanity is too like dumb i know that's a really like no crude statement but it's just like we're just such like beasts yeah we can't get our shit together because no. of all the bullshit. and so if you can start with compassion towards yourself mm-hmm. and then that shift and that energy that you put out into the world will yeah. hopefully ripple effect and you know make change yeah so stuff like that i'm like I, t- I said to him like we need more of this on social media less hashtag fucking you know fit fam like yeah. who cares yeah. which you know what i mean like, yeah uh, it is we, we need more it's <laughs> more judge, I'm not judging. no no judgment here no judgment here but it's it yeah. is it's about vulnerability at the end of the day yeah. that's what it's coming down to is like just again the compassion toward yourself becomes that vulnerability to allow someone else be compassionate to themselves yeah and you We're all hurting everyone is one of us is hurting no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to talk about it. And I'm like, I say that because, and again, like, like you're saying, no, not judging, but like, it's hard to post. Nobody wants to be that person that posts about that stuff online, which I get, but then everyone else feels so alone. People, it's shifting. I've definitely, especially yeah. with the 
with COVID. I think mm -hmm. there's this like divide that's happening where people are realizing, you know, like the 40 hour work week isn't working for us. Yep. Capitalism needs to fucking die. Yep. All these things where I think people are, there's an awakening that's being, it already was happening, but I think now it's like being pushed even more, which there, which is a positive. I think people are realizing yeah. like, we need to actually connect and be yeah, humans. Yeah, and it's funny because I've had this conversation with a couple of people, but I work in, so we have a family business in electrical wholesale, which is not glamorous, not creative, uh, and full of people that, and again, not coming from judgment, it's just who they are. I work around a lot of construction workers and they're very, they have a lane um, of thinking the way they think. And I have been able to see through COVID, again, a lot of older white men changing their perspective which has been yes. very interesting to me because you know what i feel like uh the COVID thing and the changes and all this stuff the goodness that's coming feels natural to me um because it's leaning more towards what i already lean towards but watching the conversations that like my dad has with guys at the counter has been quite not not everyone but it's been interesting to see um guys retire old men retiring and being like you know this has really opened my eyes and I want to enjoy life and be with my family. And I'm going, I've known you for like five years and I've never heard you say the word family ever. So it is, it's, it's nice to see the, if it's just individual changes, it's nice to see that, that change. Um, but I want to wind down. So I ask a few like end questions and then we're going to do, I have like table topic questions where mm -hmm. from one to 365 and you get to pick a number. I'm in. Okay. First question before I do that one, because that one's like for funsies. But I, this, yeah. a question that I love to ask people is, how do you want to be remembered? Okay, so I've been asked this before. Okay. And for me, I, I, if anything, for the, and it's more of like a personal thing that people who meet me in real life, mm -hmm. I want people to remember me in a way that I made them feel like it was positive in a good way, that mm -hmm. I'm like reflecting back to them their own awesomeness as cheesy and like like dude like tibular yes. like, kind of, like you know what I mean like I just I, I, the people that I have in my life I love so much and I I cherish tremendously and for me just to like have them feel feel the love that I have for them when I'm with them is like that's that's all I could ask for yeah that's number one I love that you said I want them to feel because I thought you're gonna say I want them to feel like the good energy that comes from me but you said I want them to feel the energy that is reflected of their awesomeness which is so like I've never heard someone say that which is really fucking cool so fuck yeah <laughs> that's how you're gonna be remembered and I'm gonna play it endlessly on the podcast I hope so <laughs> <laughs> okay second question what has been the worst advice you've ever been given? I think, okay, so I'm going to like, um, I, okay, I don't know how to word this, but I'm going to say it like uh, in my own. Yeah. Anyway, it was basically like, shut up, stop talking because I'm very chatty and I'm, I, I, I can, I can be, I have a very strong energy mm -hmm. and I've been told in the past to, you know, just not not be involved or not like care so much mm. and that was always like just so against yeah. who I am as a person yeah that's basically like someone being like don't be yourself yeah oh yeah for sure like no and, and, and to me it was I'm like oh that's not in line with what like who I am so I don't know I just I think that was it was it was that and it was from like a like a superior that told me that mm. like just just shush like just stop you know yeah. and I'm, I was like Mm. Okay, well, no, not, mm. no, I'm just gonna throw that aside. <laughs> no, <laughs> you need to be yourself and like don't tone yourself down for other people that if they can't 
handle it or be a part of it, those aren't your people. That's what. Listen, it's if you're extra in the way where you're like aggravating to be around, that's one thing. But I'm saying like, <laughs> if it's like diluting you yeah. as a person, then yeah. don't do it. Yeah, I have. I go. That's a whole other. That's a whole other conversation, yeah. right? That's a whole other episode. <laughs> that's a whole other episode. <laughs> All right, let's do the one to three hundred sixty-five, sir. What is your number? Number seventeen. Number seventeen. Have you done anything lately? Oh, no, shit. That was 16. <laughs> Whoops, that's a first. Um, what does your joy look like today? I think I already answered this. Yeah, um, kind of. Just be, like, being connected to my life, like what's actually happening to me, to myself. And just, you know, things are coming at me. Like, you know, life always happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you're taking on, you know, a mortgage or you're, you know, there's a new project you're taking on that's new. It's just no trusting yourself and knowing that you are like you're enough and you can make it happen. And yeah. that that's that's my joy. And also, honestly, my I got my family is I keep saying that like they're just so important to me and yeah. they they've really been such a support system to me that that that's been such a like uh, like the wind under my wings. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Gio's family for just making such a sweet human being. You're just the best. <laughs> my I just like tear. Okay, pick a, pick another number. Let's do another one. Let's go one one one. One one one. One more page back. Two more pages back. Okay. Ooh, this is interesting. We actually we kind of touched on this. Okay, when you when you help someone, do you ever think, "What's in it for me"? Sometimes, yes. Mm-hmm. It depends on the situation. Yeah. Um, but that's it's that's mostly with work like right. as far as like and what's in it for me i think you know oh if i take on this client that will expose yeah. me to more people like yep. you know whatever but as far as like helping people no that no. Like, if it's like day-to-day like friends and stuff i don't you know it's it's i've been helped by so many people i've had so much help in my life i yeah. had so many people bend over backwards for me to help me move forward in my life and so if i can be of assistance for somebody in a way that is you know beneficial to them then i mm-hmm. just I just do it. Yeah. And that's a sign of being a good person is just doing it. Not even thinking, don't even think twice. But again, mm-hmm. we're like you're saying, work is a whole, that's a whole different ball game because yeah, it's a transaction. you have to make money. You have to live, you have to survive. And mm-hmm. especially in the arts community that can sometimes be very challenging. So mm-hmm. I commend you for like being a fucking badass motherfucker and be like, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> I need my shit. Cause I need to do this in my life. That's, that's probably why I'm like, oh, I need this yeah. advice. <laughs> It's fucking so hard. Okay, tell people where they can find you. Drop your shit. Okay, so you can, my website to see my work and what I can offer your business. Yes, (laughs) do it. uh, Geographic.com. That's G-I-O-G-R-A-F-I-K.com. Same spelling for Instagram. And that's basically it. Like, I don't really have a lot of, I mean, Facebook and Twitter, but I never use those. Yeah, yeah. And listen to me podcast, which we'll mention again. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. We were done. That was it. We fucking nailed it. And that is a wrap with Gio Pertucci. Guys, thank you so much for being so patient uh, with me getting this out. I know it was fucking worth it, though. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Be sure to check Gio's stuff out. You will not regret it. I'm sure you've already looked it up and are already in awe. And thank you again to Gio for your patience, your kindness, and for this fucking awesome episode. Have a good day, everybody. And if you're not having a good day, that's okay, too.